Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. You know, like I said, we unpacked a lot on Monday and Tuesday, really. Um, And, you know, those are ongoing conversations. And they will come up again because the Woody Allen uh, docuseries, I think it's four episodes of that. (laughs) So I will revisit it. But I I tried to make my point yesterday. um, You know, you got to separate the art from the artist. But then also too, this Spike Lee stepping in and trying to defend this behavior. And I don't even know that he would think of it that way. I don't know him. But I'm thinking he is trying to step up for his friend. But when you're doing that, you're defending this behavior that we aren't really sure, you know, if it happened, but the daughter seems to be fairly clear that he was inappropriate with her and, and, uh, the other siblings and Mia Farrow. And a lot of people feel very strongly about this. And you know, you know, what's inappropriate when you see it, if you're a healthy, balanced, stable human being. So there's no need to step up and defend this behavior. And the bigger issue is Spike, nobody was trying to cancel Woody. Woody's not been canceled yet. Um, that's And that's what's alarming, is that people tend to just, you know, believe um, the rich, powerful guy over the victim. And it's not just rich and powerful, but this one is an example of that. You know, it takes a lot to bring someone who is in the limelight down with accusations you know, Bill Cosby is a fine example. R. Kelly is a fine example. When you just are an apex predator and people know these things about you, Harvey Weinstein. I mean, his his reputation was horrible in terms of do you want to work for him? Do you do you even want to meet him? You know, there, his reputation was legend for being a jerk, uh, abrasive, curse you out, scream in your face, that kind of thing. You know, so it's not a big leap to think he would, you know, rape people um, or use people in a sexual way to to hold that over their heads, to extort them, basically, because he made Oscar winning films. And why it's so hard to believe that people are awful, I don't know. And that, you know, well, she shouldn't have gone up to his room or she shouldn't have, you know, it's just like this whole, you know, and I get it. Because I've I've been bad about doing that, too, sometimes. You know, why was she in the room? Why did she go there? And you know what? At the end of the day, you should be able to do anything, but you can't. You can't. And, uh, you know, there is it's it's not really a gray area. If someone says no, you're supposed to stop. It doesn't matter if they're lying naked beside you. uh, You're supposed to stop. And I read a, a story recently where, you know, someone uh, she and she writes in great detail um, that, yes, they had been exchanging this this kind of these sexual texts. And but when they were in person, he was drunk. And and this is not um, I haven't named the person. Um, it's not Woody Allen. Uh, they were drunk. He was drunk and unpleasant and you know, they had fooled around, but she really wasn't into it. And so what was weird to me is she stayed there without her clothes on. And after they had fooled around and she had said no, 
she thought it was a done deal that they would just go to sleep or whatever. Well, then she wakes up and he's having sex with her. And that's without her consent. And, um, you know, I grew up, rape was in an alley, you know, but this is rape. I mean, she said no. I don't know why she stayed there. I'm not blaming her. I'm just curious. I think if I had been that uncomfortable, I would have left. But she writes in great detail. And um, I think the worst part, though, is he has genital herpes in this predator hadn't been telling people this is somebody completely different (laughs) i haven't talked about him at all but it's these gray areas where you know men uh cover up for other men and then the the women so it takes like 50 women to come forward for it to get momentum um and so yeah he he had he raped this girl and several other women have stories very similar where they said no, and he was like, mm, that's not an option, really. And then on top of that, he this particular person had genital herpes and was giving it to them. Um, that's Those are the allegations, and that's why he's being investigated. So there's just a lot of really bad behavior out here. Um, and that really has nothing to do with Woody Allen. I don't know anything other than what was in that documentary. But I do think it's weird when men cover up for other men uh, to defend bad behavior. And so, um, you know, I, I think just the whiff of impropriety should be enough, you know, and not so much that everybody who is accused of something is guilty of something, but like, it's okay to just be like, wait, you know, that just doesn't sound right. What's going on there? You know, let's unpack it. Let's not just, uh, you know, by the spin that someone's disgruntled or, oh, it's just this or that. And, and just think we're done with it. Like I, I, our society has very curious rules around. And I remember I was in college. We have curious rules around consent. Um, what is male privilege? What is male sexual privilege? Um, it's kind of like cave people, like, yeah, you bonk the woman over the head and dragged her to your cave and you get to do whatever you want. It's it's kind of, you know, primitive. Um, and then, you know, consent, sex and sexuality, all of it is just and we never listen to anybody tell us anything of value as kid. Like no one teaches you anything about it. And you're just sort of figuring these things out. Um but yeah, I don't know. It's just complicated. <laughs> it's a complicated thing. And, you know, and then there's offshoots. It's like rape. Then there's like um, statutory rape. Then there's uh, child molesting. You know, it's like all this stuff. And it's all in this corner that of, of information that people don't like to talk about because it's uncomfortable. You know, everybody knows that family where well, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people are familiar with those families where that was just a thing you didn't talk about. The the uncle that was inappropriate or the, the brother that was inappropriate or the, you know, the just a cousin or somebody over in the corner, like, don't be alone with him. You know, they don't explain anything, but they're just don't be alone with him. And, uh, you know, it just it can't remain a shadowy behavior. 
because it, it spawns this kind of stuff. It spawns victims not wanting to step up and say anything. It spawns men feeling like they're entitled to just take what they want from you, whether that's sexually or spiritually or emotionally or whatever. You know, um, I think of that cult guy I was watching that uh, Mike, uh, what was his name? Keith Ranieri. I mean, listen, don't watch the HBO series. That one is not nearly as good as the uh, one that was on Stars. Because that girl had receipts, India Oxenberg. Um, and the, she talked a lot about the people who are in the HBO one because they're complicit. You know, I'm not saying they're as guilty as this guy, but they made a lot of money and they stuck around a long time with this guy before they saw the light. And then this other documentary, I think it was a docuseries. Yeah, I think it had four parts. Um, the HBO one is... is got renewed for a second season i have no idea why it's that long it really really is not that well done it was way too slow way too dramatic way too you know hand ringy and guilt ridden um just give us the facts so anyway this guy uh he had so, so many issues with women he just clearly hated women i mean he they try to not they. He made everybody believe he was like this asexual, you know, like basically Jesus type person. Just no sex, just a, a, a spiritual guru. And he was basically having sex with like 40, 50, 60 women. You know, uh, they were almost, I guess, everybody in the cult <laughs> was a target. Any woman could be a target for sex with him. It sounded like. You know, but he definitely had his sex slave cult group and he had pictures of all their genitalia. It was just really dark and seedy. And he had a complete belief that he was entitled to do this because women get raised to uh, little girls, shame little boys and they have to follow all these rules. And, you know, he was talking about having sex with babies and how to make babies rapeable. And I mean, this dude was insane yet he had a huge cult following you know and a big part of the group didn't know that he was into this kind of craziness but you know a portion of them knew and didn't do anything they were indoctrinated and completely brainwashed by this guy and that happens more than i think we would all feel comfortable with you know so nobody should be put up on a pedestal mm -mm. anyway that's way off the Woody Allen topic, but I think my big point today uh, is, you know, wrong is wrong. And if if there's just one person making an allegation, that's enough. We need to unpack it and look at it and stop worrying about if this person is mega talented or super interesting or whatever, you know, um, Everybody universally thinks, a lot of people universally think that Bob Marley was an awesome, great humanitarian and a wonderful musician. You watch a documentary about him and his own son is like, yeah, he him was rough. <laughs> Bob wasn't uh, warm and fuzzy. He wasn't a loving dad. Does he love his father? Yes. Was he warm and fuzzy and a great dad that was around all the time and uh, super support? No, he wasn't. You know, um, 
who someone is to the world isn't necessarily who they are. And we got to be okay with that. Next up, Tiger Woods. I hope you're okay. Um, Of course, you know, a one car accident always makes people think impairment. So hopefully he's okay and recovers fine. He, if my, if he doesn't recover fine, my mom will be devastated. Um, she's a huge Tiger Woods fan and I hope he's okay. And, uh, you know, just, I hope he's okay. Period. And finally, the one last thing I would like to mention today is, uh, we have to learn to be both givers and receivers in the world, right? You know, and I'm not talking anything coded based off what we've been talking about. I mean, in general, life is about give and take, right? You're either a giver at some point in your day or a receiver. I think, uh, you know, something for me that I'm working on personally is being a better receiver. I give a ton of energy, time, love, money, support, everything. Um, and I'm fine with that. But what I have trouble with is receiving. I've learned to receive compliments. There used to be a time where someone would say something complimentary and I'd just be frozen. I didn't know what to say. Uh, thank you after that. And it was awkward, you know, and I noticed I work with a bunch of people now who can't take a compliment and it's not because they are jerks. They just don't receive compliments uh, well. And that's a skill that you have to develop. But I think it's also um, important to have that so your life looks the way you want it to look. A big part of why things, you know, are hard is because we can't receive the idea that it's easy or we can't receive when things come to us too easily. We even have phrases and sayings like, well, if it's too easy, you don't want it. Or if it's too easy, it wasn't worth it. You know what I mean? Like who came up with that? That's, that's a shitty way to live. Like, that's not good. I want it to be easy. Sometimes, (laughs) sometimes I want things to come to me, uh, easily. And part of it, of it not coming easily is because I resist the idea that it can be easy. So I'm working on uh, less resistance, more going with the flow and being a better receiver of the good things in life and the good energy um, and not spending so much time being consumed by things that aren't going the way I want them to or people who aren't treating me the way I think I should be treated or anything like that, like less energy on the negative and and just trying to focus on being a good receiver of of all the abundance that is out here, you know, listen, at the end of the day, ultimately, even the worst behavior, we're really only talking about a small percentage of of people. You know, most people have a good day. Most people have pretty good health. Most people are living a pretty good life, you know, but that doesn't make the news. That's not interesting. The the interesting stuff is the crime. And as crime and, and poverty and the things that create uh, criminals keeps expanding, um, we're getting more of those. But there's still a very tiny portion of the population. Most of us don't really have a dramatic event that happens during the day. It's just 
it is what it is. You work, you have kids, you are a caregiver, whatever it is, you do that. And then you kind of have an uneventful, you know, you read, you watch your shows, whatever, and then you go to sleep, do a little Netflix. So, you know, we're not talking about a large percentage of people who are super unhappy and scared and worried and, and you know, being preyed upon. You know, there's still a small portion. And I think it's fair to focus on them and give them the resources that they need so their lives will be better. You know, but also we need to receive the good things that are coming for us as well. And sometimes that's just a compliment. Sometimes it's just you're smart or you're funny or, wow, you did a good job. Do a little experiment. Walk up to somebody you don't normally pay a ton of compliments to. Or maybe it's to somebody you talk to. And and pay them a compliment and then gauge their reaction. I am shocked by so many people, especially women, who just can't take a compliment. You got to learn how to receive the good in the world. You're not going to have everything you want or desire if you can't receive the good things. You need to believe that you deserve them. That's one part of it. But then the next part of it is you got to believe that you not well, you got to believe you deserve it. That's the first part. And then you got to be ready to receive it. You got to take it in. You got to say thank you. You got to be like, oh, okay. And not look for 50 reasons why it won't work or why that person's lying to you or why something's insincere or why this is that. You know, that's the resistance. You know, as soon as someone says, gosh, I think you would be great at being a lawyer. And then you got 50 reasons why it would never work. You know, stop resisting everything. Here's here's free money. Nothing, nothing's free. <laughs> Keep your money. You know what I mean? Of course, not. don't fall for anything crazy and silly and dangerous. But, you know, just little things like if somebody tries to do something nice for you, you know, just receive it. Don't always look for what's wrong with it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's what I'm working on. So I hope if that helps somebody, I hope it, it helps you, too. Also, I'm excited talked another person into investing well he wanted to he's uh 19 uh will be 19 soon i think i think he might even be 20 that's crazy anyway i know all these people about 18 19 20 years old all my friends kids and and my my relatives and stuff and um i have little cousins that age and uh one of my uh really close friends from college her son is interested in investing so we had to talk about investing listen you don't need a ton of money and you don't need to overthink it. Just get going. If you love Nike, buy some Nike. If you love Starbucks, buy some Starbucks. Use the Stash app. You can buy fractional shares. And, uh, you know, just have fun with it. So anyway, yeah, Stash needs to start paying me because I'm just like, <laughs> I am a, a uh, exuberant advocate of that app. All right. I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. I hope life is treating you well. Thank you so much for listening. I really, truly do appreciate you guys all the time. You're the best. Um, Got some good feedback on uh, Monday and Tuesday's podcasts. And uh, I just appreciate you guys. So take care of yourselves. Be your best.